So the collect, the opening prayer this morning mentioned that we're those of us who are weighed down by sin, by the darkness, and we await the coming of Jesus, the Savior, to bring us into the freedom that comes from the new life in Christ. So it's this exodus, that, that second book of the Bible, but the whole notion of the freedom of being set free. And as we had Jeremiah's prophecy in the first reading, that this one who is coming, he will do the great work so that no longer would we say that the Lord is the one who set us free from slavery in Egypt, the original exodus. But the the one who is coming is doing such great work that he will reconcile the separated and divided house of God. Jeremiah is writing probably in the mid-500s, 550 B.C., to make it easy. In 950 B.C., after King Solomon died, the kingdom split. The north, which is Israel, and the south, which is Judah. And that Jeremiah is referencing those two groups. And they began to war and to quarrel with each other. There was animosity and hatred and bitterness between the two. It was the northern tribes of Israel that the Assyrians conquered and brought them into exile and kind of decimated the chosen people. So they no longer were known as a group of people because they were spread out throughout all the other pagan territories. Those were the people to the north. And eventually they would become the Samaritans. And we know the relationship between the Samaritans and the Jews at the time of Jesus. So this group of people who have been called, have been chosen. But because of division and internal strife, there was division and separation and almost seeming to be irreconcilable. Jeremiah gives us a beautiful, beautiful prophecy this morning that 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 which seems impossible will one day be true. The exodus, this freedom from slavery, this freedom from exile, is what we're preparing for in this season of Advent. And as that collect reminds us, so many of us are still weighed down by sin. Christ is coming to set you free. So you no longer have to think, like in the Old Testament, well, that's just how things are. The north and south are separated. The northern tribes hate us. They're dispersed. We will never be reconciled. Jeremiah says, no, one day it will be one once again. You might think, well, that's just the way I am. I just have a bad temper. Or I just drink too much. Or I can't concentrate. Or I'm just always depressed. I'm just always anxiety. have anxiety. I'm always just this kind of way. This is just how I am. This is just how it's going to be. Christ wants to bring you into freedom from that. So ask him for that grace to believe it's possible to be set free. It's not all unicorns and roses. We know that. But the joy that we celebrated yesterday that comes from the encounter with the risen Lord gives us the grace we need to rise above anything that is from this world that tries to hold us down. This great prophecy from 500 years before the birth of Jesus will be fulfilled 
in the birth of Jesus in just a few short days. And just that birth of Jesus that we heard about from the gospel. I try to always make this clarification. And when we, especially when we get this episode about Joseph, who was going to divorce her quietly because he was a righteous man. The lie that has permeated through so many Christian circles that Joseph thought Mary was unfaithful. And that's why he was going to divorce her. It's a lie. The church never thought that. The church never taught that. That's a modern invention that has spread even into the church. First of all, it says Joseph was a righteous man. Which means he was faithful to the covenant. He knew the scriptures. So he would have known the prophecy that we heard from Isaiah, that the virgin would be with a child, that the chosen one would come born from a virgin. So he would have known that. He's also a righteous man, which means he follows the law. The law says if your wife is unfaithful, you must call her out publicly and even bring her for stoning. So he can't be a righteous man according to the law and then do something contrary to the law, divorcing her quietly. It's just illogical. There's no consistency there. What the church has always taught is that he knew. He knew this prophecy. And he knew the reality of the Old Testament, that those men who tried to touch the Ark of the Covenant were stricken dead immediately, that those who touched the base of the mountain when Moses was talking with God were killed instantly because they were unworthy to touch the things of God. He knew that his wife was the new Ark, was that new mountain, that new place of encounter with God. And he felt himself unworthy to be with her. This is why he wanted to bow out quietly. But this beautiful message of the angel, encouraging him, instructing him. So if you hear any of that nonsense, just know that you now know the truth. That Joseph never doubted Mary's fidelity. But he knew the, the special gift in which she was entrusted, and he felt himself unworthy. And so maybe we should pray for a little bit of that humility of St. Joseph, that we don't get too comfortable with the things of God, but we always approach them with the awe and reverence that he deserves. Christ is coming in a real life-changing way in just a few days, and that awesomeness that God will draw near to us has the power to set you free. Will you let him?